Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. The hits literally keep on coming from one boxing match to the next. They grow in anticipation, and this weekend is no different with two of the sport's most respected fighters stepping into the ring Saturday night. There's no better place to get in on the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering new users a shot at turning $1 into $55. To celebrate this weekend's huge event, DraftKings Sportsbook is offering new users an opportunity to get 55 to 1 odds on either main event fighter winning this weekend's fight. That's $1, and if the fighter of your choice wins, you get $55. Plus, with basketball and hockey playoffs right around the corner, giddy up, DraftKings Sportsbook has more ways than ever for you to make it rain. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, meaning you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up for a limited time only. All new users can bet $1 to win $55 on this weekend's main event. That's right, DraftKings Sportsbook is going all out for new users by offering them the chance to win $55 when placing a bet of $1 on this weekend's big fight. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-9-WITH-IT. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. This is the Grit and Barrett podcast, a podcast devoted to the 11-time Carter Cup champion, the Hershey Bears. We talk Hershey Bears, the American Hockey League, and all the hockey news that matters to me. This is high energy, unfiltered, and at times unfocused hockey talk from a hack. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Grit and Barrett podcast, ladies and gentlemen. It is Tuesday, May 3rd, 2021. Uh, Hershey Bears hockey in the month of May. It's a beautiful thing. So welcome to, well, this week's edition of the Grit and Barrett podcast is actually a sort of special episode. Now I know, I know, the Bears played a three-game set over this past week. Friday night, they were in Binghamton. Saturday, they were in Wilkes-Barre. And Sunday, they were back home to take on the Phantoms. And as much as all of you are probably wanting to hear what my thoughts on the games were and give you my own unique takes and breakdowns on the said game, I'm sadly going to have to disappoint all of you this time. I know, all eight of you. (laughs) No, I kid. 
I kid. But we're not going to do recaps today. I'm actually going to do another episode later this week, probably on Thursday or Friday, to where I'll cover the past four games. We have another one on Wednesday versus Binghamton. We will get to that, I promise you, everyone. But, you see, I was able to finally talk to a special guest that we are going to have on this week. He is a former Hershey Bear. He's the first hockey player I've had to come on this show. And he is Carl Alsner, former Hershey Bear, former Washington Capital, Calgary Hitman, and Montreal Canadian, or as they say up there in Canada, Les Inhabitants de Montreal. And first off, I'd like to thank Carl for coming on and talking to me, you know, to to a hack, no less. And I just threw out the invitation to him, like, hey, would you like to come on and talk? And he was like, yeah, sure, why not? I'll come on. I love talking about Hershey. That, excuse me? A baking powder? Y- you, me, you, talking to me. Okay, ha. Ah. So we're going to have that interview up here in a little bit. It was a nice, good conversation out of him. And I think that's what the majority of the podcast is. So for all of you Bears Nation, you're going to be able to catch up and hear Carl Alsner. Uh, the audio quality is not the best. Um, I don't have StreamYard running up and running as of yet. And so this was through my phone. Um, the first part was trying to work out, but once I was able to get the phone up to the microphone, I think the volume is coming off quite well. So we're going to have Carl Alsner on here in a second. We're going to run this week's, um, podcast promo. It is actually, we're going to go out to the city of Chicago for this one out there in the windy city, and then we'll get to Carl Alsner. Thank you again to Carl for coming on and all of you for your likes, listens, and downloads, and we'll catch you on the other side. What's up, everybody? It's Jaren from the Hockey Podcast Network's newest show, the Windy City Benders Podcast. My co-host Tanner and I bring our unique takes on Blackhawks hockey. Us on this show have been a, a pro Carlton guy. For He's the right coach for the situation. Giving it to our rivals. That's one of the things that kind of sucks. I wish we would have had the Blues in our division this year because our trash as well as bringing in some guests from the NHL. Please welcome to the show, goaltender Scott Darling. The Eagle himself, Ed Belfort. Brian Bickle. David Boland. Letter Kenny. The, the show started out with uh, basically a, a beer league hockey team. And anybody who loves the game, find us on all your favorite podcast apps, the Hockey Podcast Network website, and on social media at WCB Podcasts. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. 
Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. All righty, everyone. Welcome to the Grit and Barrett podcast for this week. And uh, this is a special episode as, um, you know, I can't believe that we actually have a uh, we have a guest very special guest on the air this week. Um, he is, as I've teased, he's a former Hershey Bear, uh, spent two years with the or- organization, former Washington Capitol, former Calgary Hitmen as well, and, you know, just all-around great guy as well. Please welcome to the show Mr. Carl Alsner by way of, of Canada. Carl, welcome to the show, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, no problem. This is awesome. I'm I'm glad to be on and you know dipping my feet into the podcast world. It's, it's super fun for me. So this is uh, this is my pleasure. We had a great time at Hershey, and uh, I'd love to love to share some memories and just chit chat about it. Of course, man. Um, you know, there's a lot of the fan base that always will remember those who are part of the uh, proverbial brotherhood as I call it. So um, just uh, j- just let Bears fans know, Leo, what's Carl Alsner been up to uh, lately? Well, it's, it's been an interesting year for, for everybody, and, and mine is probably no different. Um, so just kind of at the end of my last, my last season, so it would have been last year, um, I decided not to go back to that return to play that they had for the playoffs, uh, the play-in rounds and all that with Montreal. Um, I wasn't wasn't really playing a ton with the team at the time, and you know there was a lot of unknowns with with the virus at that point. Um, so I just didn't just didn't feel comfortable going. Plus, I didn't want to leave my family uh, for you know who knows how long it was going to be uh, back here. My wife and three kids, three young kids too. So it was just not just not good timing for for me personally. So decided not to go. And we've been hanging out here. Had a great summer here, and rolled that into fall and winter. Got a lot of skiing in with the kids, which is one of the the downsides of playing you don't really get to do a whole lot of those winter sports um like skiing for for schedule concerns and danger concerns so it's uh <laughs> something that i missed out a ton on and so it was pretty sweet my daughter she's uh six so she was flying down the hill by the end of it and same thing with my son who's four um so it was it was a blast and now we're actually doing some i'm trying my my hand out at at uh, being a little bit more of a handyman and we're doing some renovations on the house ourselves uh me and my wife mandy and then her dad so that's that's been fun too but we're getting good weather now so getting geared back up for summer and just just trying to be present you know be a dad be around um do a few more things that i just haven't been able to do over the years so it's been fun you got to get those uh points for father of the year wherever you can uh, exactly. So, I'm always trying to. Uh, awesome. Good. Uh, good to hear. Have um, have the uh, if you don't mind me asking them, um, have the kids shown an interest in uh in hockey as well, or have they you know taken a liking to skiing or other sports? Um. So as far as hockey goes, I would say medium. Uh, my daughter not not really that interested in it right now. Um, she comes in every now and then and and will whack a ball around and she gets she gets a little aggressive and feisty which is which is fun to see um my my middle son anson he's uh he likes it he's not i wouldn't say it's his favorite sport right now i'd say golf is his favorite sport 
Um, so, so he likes to play that a little bit more, but he, he's good. He's coordinated. He knows how to shoot. He knows how to pass. Um, but he's putting together skating and playing at the same time. He's, he's just not quite there yet. Confidence wise. And then my little guy, he's Ben. his name's Bennett. He's two. And he seems to be the most interested in hockey. So I'll take him to like the, to the ball hockey court here and we'll just pass half an hour, just pass mm-hmm. back and forth. He loves it. And it it's he's definitely has a different uh uh draw towards it than both the other two did at that age so i think that's kind of interesting so we'll see see if that blossoms but i'm i mean if i were to push them towards any sport it would be i'd be pushing them towards golf because i'd have my perfect foursome right there but um we'll see if they we'll see we'll see what they decide to do i'm i'm not i'm not uh you know married to the idea of them playing hockey but it would be cool if they did Excellent. Good to hear. So, um, so let's, uh, let's go back to your, uh, uh, time when you just came into the league with the Hershey bears, I think in 08, 09 was, I think around your first, uh, first season with, with Hershey. What was it yeah. like to come out of the juniors out of the Calgary hitmen and then come into, um, a place like Hershey where, you have this fan base that is just as passionate as I would say is, is almost any NHL team in a facility that, you know, is, is kind of like an, an NHL arena. Um, was it a big step up as to what you were expecting coming into, you know, minor league hockey? Yeah, it was. I mean, I could tell you the whole story about everything. It would take me forever to tell you, but I'll try and try and breeze through it a, a little bit. So, I was lucky coming from Calgary, playing for the Hitmen, that we got to play in the Saddle Dome, an NHL building. Right. Um, it was it was top notch from the day I started my hockey career. Uh, I was I was pretty fortunate. And then um, coming into Washington, I was I had a good training camp. I was I was really happy with uh, the way things had gone. And then watching things play out, I was just like I was looking at camp. And I'm like, well, I'm I'm the last defenseman here besides the returning guys. And they usually take 7D. I'm like, holy smokes! I, I think I made this team. Like me and Chris Bork were talking, talking to each other about it. And our our last uh, last exhibition game, I think he had he had uh, a goal and assist or two goals, and I had two assists. And we're in the car after, like, man, I, like we did it. We we made this team. Can you believe it? This is sweet. And so we get to the rink the next day. We're all fired up to go on a team building exercise. It was paintball, and. Um, and they call they call me and Borky into the coach's office, and so we didn't know if it was like, a, you know, congratulations, like here go get a place kind of thing yeah. or, or what. And so uh, he calls me in. I talk to uh, talk to Bruce, and Bruce is like, and George, they're like, look, I mean, we're really sorry. We 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 think you deserve to be on the team, but we don't have any cap space, um, and we're gonna go with sixty to start the year. And I was just like. Oh, what? Like, seriously? I just <laughs> yeah. I told my parents that I thought I did it, and this was, this is going to be awesome. All this stuff, and um, and the, it pretty much the exact same thing happened to Borky. And so, to be honest, we're in the car to uh, to Hershey, and I'm thinking like, man, like I, I, you know, I had my my thoughts were in the NHL. You know, I'm like, I I did it. That's where my head was at. Yeah. So at first, I was I was just kind of shot down a little bit, and then um, Borky was telling me you know what Hershey is like and explaining to me you know like if you're going to be in the minors like this is the place to be like 
you just wait till you see some of these other places that we're going to go mm-hmm. and play. Oh yes. Versus what you have, and so Borky ended up uh, being my roommate, which was great. Uh, you know, taught me so much over that first first year. And then walking into the dressing room and seeing the rink, I was like, "Whoa! Like this is okay. I, this is nice. I can get used to this." Mm-hmm. And then finally getting to see the fans fill into the building. And seeing my first jersey auction, being a part of that, <laughs> and that that right there just shows you how how into it the fans are uh, when you can fetch fetch that kind of money for for jerseys. Um, oh yes, it was all of it was just like okay, like if this is where I'm going to land, like this is this is a good place to be because after going to you know Binghamton and some of these other places, uh, I'm. I was I was very thankful that I was there, and then getting to figure out the city too. I mean, it's not it's not a huge city, but there's lots of places that are close, and yeah. uh, and it, it it in the end it made our team so much tighter because we were that close to each other. We all lived in the same area, so it was just uh, I mean, to this day, probably the tightest teams I've played on. We had some really good ones in Washington as well, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, with how how much time we actually spent together, because there weren't that many guys with kids on the team at the time. Brian Helmer, I think, was the only one my first year, um, and so we just it was natural to all hang out together. So it was a great landing spot. I mean, it's it's a lot bit of a long winded story, but um, you know there were some serious emotions going up <laughs> and down there, and you know the first first few days I was there, obviously I was still thinking like, man, I. I still think I should be in the NHL right now. I'm, I'm young and dumb. I'm 20 years right. old. I don't actually know <laughs> what it takes at this point. Right. And so it, it it was it was tough emotionally the first few days, but as we got into it, I saw how good our team was and how much fun we had. It, everything just became so much easier. Yeah, that's I I personally love hearing stories like that where um, you see where a player it starts out and how training camp goes. And and tra- and hearing team building exercises, like I didn't know, like paintballs, one of them. When I think team building exercises, I think like, okay, everybody on the ice, what's your name? What do you like? And like, yeah. tell tell us something weird about yourself. I never think like, all right, time for team building. Let's go shoot each other with paintballs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you know what the whole. The whole point behind it is to create some sort of memory, right? And then exactly. that's something that you take you take to the next week or month where you talk about it with someone. And then, you know, someone who I don't know, you know, a, a Tom Pody, I yeah. can go up to him and be like, oh, man, remember when I shot you in the back? <laughs> you know, we played paintball. And that conversation starts. So exactly. that, I just find that just goes so much further than, than just a, something more standard. Uh, so that, that that was always really fun, and I, I mean, it took me probably four or five years to get over the fact that I missed that day of paintballing. That's how bad <laughs> I was. I wanted to go to it, so it's kind of it's kind of funny that as the years go on, sometimes they get a little bit repetitive. But especially those first few ones, you're just kind of like you're all ears. You just want to be a part of the action. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so. So, um, playing wise, who was one of your favorite defensemen to be paired up with um, on the ice, and why is it John Carlson? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So, I mean, it was kind of a natural fit for me and Carly to be paired together. Um, the first year, I played, I played a little bit with a lot of different guys. Yeah, I played played with Sean Morrison. I played with Milan Yurchina. 
um, we just kind of kind of rotated, did whatever the team needed at the time, and then yeah, it was just a natural fit. Me and Carly after that, a lefty righty, young guys, two different uh, contrasting styles. So it was uh, it, it was a good fit that way, and um, I think because we were both young and experiencing everything for the first time and didn't really realize you know how hard the nhl is that you don't just come in as a as a 20 year old and 21 year old and play together uh in this league and so we just would go out there and play you know it wasn't it wasn't like it was this it was it wasn't like it was an untouchable league it was like yeah we're just going out there having fun playing exactly that's probably probably why it worked but also at the same time like we had some times where we struggled where maybe it would have been nice to have a uh, uh, to split us up and have a veteran with with each guy so that we could learn different parts of the game because although you talk to your teammates and your decor and all that you talk a little bit more to your d partner and you go through scenarios that you know but we knew way less than you know brian pothe or tom pody or sean morris and those guys so right it was just uh you know it, it was a ton of fun playing together but uh but yeah we, we definitely had some ups and downs Currently on this Hershey, this current Hershey squad, they have Matt Molson, um, who seems to be this veteran that's this glue of the group that really brings this team together and really teaches the uh, the kids and like saying, this is how you handle the media and this is how you play on the ice. Um, who was that guy in Hershey during your time? Was it Brian Helmer or was it somebody else? It was Brian, yeah. No, he was he was the guy. I mean, we were lucky that we had a lot of veterans on that team that uh, that showed us the way. Um, but for me, I, you know, being a defenseman as well, uh, it was Helms. Um, he was just so good at he was so good at still talking to the young guys in, in a way that we could relate to. Um, fun. He wasn't he wasn't you know mean or nasty in any way. It was. Uh, I don't know. He he was just a, he was just a really really good leader, and everybody respected him for that. And you could tell even the other older guys looked up to Helms uh, yeah. in that way. So it was just it was that we had other guys. Greg Amadio was good too. He um, you know he was different than than Helms was, but he was uh, he had a good voice. You know he he was a guy that was very uh, like a very good rah rah guy. You know get everybody excited and amped up uh, in that. The, his sacrifice that he brought to the game was, I think, something that that I took away from it. After that, I turned into a player that sacrificed a lot more, you know, my body, blocking shots, things like that, than maybe I did in junior. Um, so that was something that I took away from him, which was really nice. Uh, and then up front, I mean, the list goes on. You know, we had Alex Drew and Keith Coin, and then Borky was my oh, roommate. Yeah. So we, we had a team. It was uh, it was pretty pretty fun. But Helms was for sure the guy that drove that bus. Uh, awesome, good good stuff to hear. Um, which team did you like of the two teams you were on? I mean, both were obviously Calder Cup champions, and each had their own different route to get there. But which one sticks out more? Was it oh eight oh nine or oh nine ten? Um, it, it was probably 0-9-10 um, for a couple of reasons. One, I remember the season and the playoffs a lot more uh, than the year before. I think the first year, was a lot of it was a blur because it was my first year. Um, I got hurt in the playoffs that year, mm. and 
with a concussion and to be honest with you don't don't even remember the majority of the finals like i couldn't tell you wow details about it it was wow. it's kind of crazy how that happens but and i know our team was strong but the next year um our playoff run was just ridiculous it was it was uh, i don't even know that there's been one that's quite like that we had we won our first series and then had um like four straight first, over four straight overtime games against albany yeah, and then we, and we won all four, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, and then I think it was after that series where we had 13 days off in between in between series, which was insane. So yeah. <laughs> we had a, a great, great coaching staff and was just like, well, I'm not going to keep you guys here and skate you. You guys might as well like, take some time off, take seven days, do whatever you want. And so guys went home i went to florida got a terrible sunburn had a blast <laughs> came back you look in the shower everybody's backs are beat red it was hilarious we're like <laughs> middle of playoffs we're on vacation yeah. so we come back and we win our next series i don't know if you have the stats in front of you but I think it, we won it in five maybe. It, it, it was Man- manchester in six i was at okay, I, I was at game two i personally remember i, I was there and then Game six was Boyd Kane in overtime, um, you know, and then yeah, Boyd came in overtime because you guys came back down, down two nothing. I think it was Patrick McNeil got the tying goal in that game. Okay. So yeah, yeah, trust me, a lot of us fans remember this, remember that playoff run uh, quite well. Yeah. Well, the the coolest thing about it that I thought was. After the, I guess it would have been the third round. Did mm-hmm. we sweep another team in there in that playoffs? Uh, the third round was Manchester, and the then came Manchester and then came Texas, the Texas okay, Stars. So there, was, there was another time in that playoffs where we had another ten or eleven days off, and the coaches said the same thing, like go ahead, take five or so days off. And so we had a golf tournament, and we went to uh, to Fairview Golf Golf Course there. And I remember Dang. we're all we're all sitting around the uh, the final green, the 18th green. It's a par three, elevated tee box, mm-hmm. and whoever it was took a shot, and we're all waiting to see it. We we kind of lose it, and Matthew <laughs> Pro is just sitting in his golf cart. And sure enough, the ball comes and lands right on the top of his foot. <laughs> it was like like it couldn't have, and he had no shoes on. It couldn't have been any worse of a shot and he was he was banged up he could barely skate i don't even know if he practiced for a few days after that wow yeah so we were riding high like we were feeling really good i don't think we'd lost a a game at at home um pk was good but then Mm -hmm. we're going up against texas and jamie ben and jamie ben had been destroying teams yeah that the single-handedly the the power play on that squad was ridiculous like you said jamie ben Maxime Fortunis and a lot of guys that like would would supplement the Dallas Stars roster for the for the next three to four years. I mean, these are guys yeah. like you couldn't name, but like you know, uh, Dallas had their eyes on them, and especially with Manchester, a lot of fans didn't realize it at at the time. A lot of players on that Manchester team would go on to become the backbone of the Kings Cups teams. Yep. Yeah, yeah, there was there was a lot of good prospects that we had to uh, to play and get through. Um, but once we finally got to that that finals, like we had had a pretty you know 
a, a decently easy time in the playoffs at that point, and we were going on vacations and this and that. And then Texas comes in and takes the first two games from us in Hershey. Mm-hmm. And we're yeah. all looking at ourselves like, what just happened there? Like, no team has done that to us in a long time. And they beat us at home twice. Like, that's not right. Right. And so um, I know me and Carly had the task of trying to shut down shut down Jamie Ben, And that was that was a lot of fun for us. So we felt oh, excited that we, that we had that job. And although they beat us, we know that that Benny didn't didn't get any points and we we're kind of like okay well at least we have we have that going we have him off the score sheet right and so we get into Texas and um you know because of our unbelievable leadership and and the team that we had we just said like like enough is enough we're not we're not doing this we're going to play we got three games in Texas let's play them hard and and we just went through the same motions that we always did we played baseball before games and Mm-hmm. play soccer and have fun and we go out there and we win three straight in texas and oh, we're just yeah. kind of like okay that's the team right there here we are so when we came back home for that last game like there was absolutely zero doubt whatsoever and i'm pretty sure George, jamie ben uh chiseled an assist in that last game too and it pissed me and carly off <laughs> because we're like we almost got him no points all series and then finally he got one but that 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 season and that team just stuck out a little bit more to me because I felt like we um, I just felt like we we knew we couldn't lose and that's a really really good feeling to have. Oh yeah, I mean, you ask any modern Bears fan, and that's always like their team. Like between the two eras of the Bears, there's uh, there's the old Barn and Giant Center era. The old barn era will always remember the 1988 team that won, that went basically undefeated. Uh, but a lot of team in this modern era will always remember the 0910 team. If you don't mind me asking, back in uh, back in Texas, um, was there like a real turning point for for you guys? Like during Game Three, you said there was like enough is enough. Like what was that that point? Like, was it between, like, periods one and two where you just said, we're going to go out there and we're going to beat these guys? Uh, you know what? I think it even happened after game two where okay. we were just, like, we, we were shocked. Um, for, I don't know. It's, it's, hard to, it's hard to go back and remember exactly, but I would assume probably a little embarrassed to lose two at home in a building that we just didn't lose in very often. Mm-hmm. Um, that, was, that was something that just didn't sit well with us and the fact that we probably – we were having more fun in the playoffs than probably any other team that we were kind of just like, you know, we're not going to do that to this coaching staff either. Like they, they trusted us and they gave us an opportunity to enjoy this whole process. Like let's, let's do something about it. And then, um, and then, yeah, I mean, it just, just started to click. Like Texas was obviously was feeling good too. You know, they, they were probably thinking that they were just going to walk all over us. And a lot of times when a team, feels like that um they can be surprised and taken advantage of and uh and yeah you didn't didn't really want to have that feeling against the bears we were we were not a team to be taken lightly and once we got our our confidence and our groove it was uh, that was the end uh and definitely i mean you could tell the confidence was building all throughout those three games in texas and when you came back to game six at giant center like was it um 
sort of like an, an eye-opening experience to see Giant Center literally crammed to the rafters with 11,000 people in it and to like literally hear the roar from from that place when you came out and you were, were were you a bit starstruck coming out and just seeing so many people at Giant Center? It, it was a it was an amazing feeling. Like at that point, I had played like fifty or so NHL games and got to see some really amazing buildings and amazing fans. Um, and then to come out and have that, it it seemed like we were in an NHL arena. You know, the, with how loud it can get in there and. Um, you just know like it's hard to explain to people who haven't been there before because like take Washington for example you have the Caps you have the the football team you have the uh, the Nats you, you have different sports there you know Hershey is kind of like the Bears you know like that yeah. that's the team and so mm-hmm. you just you know how much this means to everybody there and it's not just a cheer to cheer it's a cheer because you love what's going on like you actually love it and that's something that I think we all really realized and um, didn't take lightly. Um, uh, besides the, um, uh, just sorry, just drew a bit of a blank there for a second. Like, what uh, what else do you remember from that uh, game six? Like, do do you, do you remember when you uh, when you scored um, your goal from that game? Um, is that still in your head, or is just game six one big blur? Uh, it was a little bit of a blur, and then we had a we had a, a group meeting actually with all the guys, well, most of the guys from from that uh, team, and we rewatched the game, and so I got to see I got to see it again, and uh, it I had up until like I don't even know maybe seven eight months ago I had forgotten that I had scored in that game. <laughs> like that's, like, you know, there's other things that consume you, and and I'm not. Uh, which is weird because I don't score a ton of goals, so you'd think I'd remember them all. But it was uh, it was just one of those things where that wasn't really that important to me. I had I had two other missions that were more important. It was it was to win the game and to shut down Jamie Ben, and those are the that that's what I was more focused on than me scoring. Um, but then watching it again, like you could just see, like we had so much energy that game, and and we were buzzing, and so it was yep. uh, it, it was just really really cool, like. Uh, I I would love to be able to have that same feeling and relive that because um, yeah it's the same thing unless you've experienced it you can't really explain what it feels like no and for a lot of a, a lot of Bears fans it seems like that's the um, the proverbial high tide moment for a lot of Bears fans that we just we want to keep getting back to that type of feeling with that season because you're right it was such an amazing team that year and it's one we're we're, we're not going to see again with the way the current league setup is right now um so you obviously you liked playing in hershey but what's another arena around the ahl that that you liked going to on the road that i liked going to um i i think the the city that i liked going to was or, or city uh, I, I liked going to portland I okay. would like to go there maybe once or twice, but I liked going there because I thought the city was really cool. Okay. Um, I thought it was really unique. Um, I liked being being on the water there. Um, you know, I, I'm from the Pacific Northwest. Okay. So the Pacific Northeast kind of has like a, 
a cool feel to me as well. It it kind of makes sense to me. So Very. um I think that's probably why I like that. It, and then it, uh I'm to think Providence. I actually really quite like Providence because um I like the college town. I never went to college, so I never right. get to see what a college town is like and and uh have that old feel, some some cool streets down there. Uh even still when I got to when I when I made it to the NHL, I'd always go and explore the cities I'm in just because I wanna I want to see what they're like. That, right. You, you know, you only get to play for so long, and there's tons of cities I'll never go back to visit. So I always try to explore as much as I could. Um, but I would say probably Portland. Portland was the most fun. Uh, I think it was actually the first place I ever had a breakaway too out of the penalty box, <laughs> and I didn't. I didn't score. I remember that. Aww. So. I remember, I remember Portland pretty good, so that was uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go with that as my number one. I mean, right. I, I played a couple of years in Laval, uh, and Laval's got a really nice arena. If if the team would be good, it would be a great place to <laughs> to play in and play play against. But um, but yeah, overall, I mean, besides Hershey, it's got to be Portland for me. Um, me and uh, my uh, my crew, as I say, we we travel around with uh with the boys a couple times a year and providence is always a place we we circle just like you said it, it is a college town but there's just a lot to do in that general providence area um so um a couple more questions and then we'll get and then we'll get you out of here um which was um so which is a, a city you didn't like going to and why is it hartford or wilkesbury <laughs> that's pretty funny i love that um well i mean i didn't actually mind going to wilkes because it was a quick trip um and yep. that's two two hours up two hours back yeah and that's what i like i mean playing playing in that area playing where where hershey is and even where the caps are like it doesn't get much better than that you, you want to quick trips are great you want to mm-hmm. sleep in your own bed if you can especially during the season um so i didn't really dislike that too much but at the same time that's kind of where you develop a hatred for a team and and they were good and they were they were hard to play against um so you know i, I didn't I, it was a kind of a love-hate relationship i guess with with wilkes um which i think is how it was for most guys i didn't really like going to, to bingo i didn't like the building oh um, no i didn't i didn't really enjoy it a whole lot <laughs> i don't know why maybe maybe because their team was really tough and I lost a tooth in that building and just bad memories. <laughs> so it was just one of those things um, where I didn't really enjoy it a whole lot. And then we played in Adirondack too, and Adirondack was there. That I just the Phantoms. I didn't, yeah, I didn't really. The dressing room wasn't great. Um, the hotel I remember wasn't that great, but it was yeah, it was just one of those places. I think me and Beegs actually got fined while we were there by the guys because we ate Subway the night before a game and <laughs> they're all telling us this is pro hockey you don't eat Subway the night before a game anymore <laughs> and me and Beegs would always laugh we'd call it uh, when I say Beegs I mean Jay Beagle for anyone who doesn't know right. um, we'd call it per diem management so you'd get you get your per diem when you're on the road and it's like I can't remember it's maybe like 50 bucks or something like that they'd take right. out money for a meal Right, a, a stipend. Um, like our pre-game meals. Uh, yeah, exactly. And so me and Beegs would always be like, okay, like, this is how much we have. And we'd, and Beegs is really frugal. He's good with his money. And he would always be like, okay, like, this is how much we can spend on dinner. This is what we can do on that. And so we're like, okay, tonight's just a Subway night. You know, we're your $5 footlongs right now. 
we're gonna go home up 30 bucks or whatever it is you know it was, it was pretty funny and so the guys ended up giving us a really hard time about that so that five dollar foot long ended up costing us probably like a hundred dollars jeez <laughs> so it was not per diem management after mm -hmm. all no and um I, I've heard travel stories from the guys like when you'd go to Adirondack there was a Burger King like right next door and they would and it's like yeah you park there so you can avoid um, uh, parking fees there in Glens Falls and, and it, it worked you, you'd walk out of yeah. the game you grab a Whopper and away you go yeah, um, exactly <laughs> um, did, now you, you guys all, you got did you you say you felt the rivalry with Wilkesbury? Did you feel the rivalry with the Philadelphia Phantoms in their last year of existence in 0809? Yeah, yeah, we did. That was uh, it was it was it was one of the teams that we just it was a battle, you know, whether or not it was always uh, close games or not. It was just a battle to play there. Um, it's I don't know something about playing in Philly too. It's it's just harder. <laughs> I don't know what well, it is, but. Well, I can tell you this: the uh, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms have reignited that old rivalry with with Hershey. Like the spirit, the spirit of that rivalry is definitely alive and well with with the Good. with those two teams. So that's definitely been back. So, um, so Carl, thank you so much for coming on, man. I am I I'm humbled as a as a hack with a podcast that that you've taken some time out of your day to come on and be and be on here. So. I will give you a couple minutes if there's anything, you know, any website or anything you want to plug or anything as we'll, we'll get you out of here on that. So, so the floor is thine. If there's anything you want to promote, <laughs> go ahead. Well, you know what, actually, I don't really have a whole lot that I, that I promote right now. I'm still kind of working on, on a few things right now. We're, we're planning our move back actually to, to DC, um, at the end of the end of the summer, hopefully if everything goes according to plan and then, mm -hmm. um, my wife and and my goal is to start a foundation once we're there and uh and hopefully that that gets up and running uh like we hope it will and try and help out a bunch of people we did we tried to do as much as we could in the in the community while we were there and we'd love to be able to help out a little bit more so at some point there'll be something to plug but in the meantime it's uh it's whatever you guys are doing i'm i'm happy to happy to help out and and try and relive some of the glory days well thank well thank you very much man hopefully if you got some time over the summer, I might reach out to you again and get some more stories. I know um, Bears fans will always take a listen to any hockey stories from former players. So, so Carl, thank you very much. Um, thank you for coming on, and these stories were, were great. And um, as always, go Bears. And as the great Red Green has said, keep your stick on the ice. <laughs> good stuff really appreciate it thank you go bears yep go bears thank you very much and that was former hershey bear carl alsner on my podcast above all things thank you to him so much for um coming on the show and actually having to deal with a uh, a slight reschedule because a little peek behind the microphone ladies and gentlemen this this interview was done on a saturday and originally this was going to be done uh, last Thursday and I was going to post this as a bonus episode for the week. Um, but you see what ended up happening was that um, I got my second vaccination shot. And Thursday, I just felt like absolute 
crap. I mean, you name it. I had, I had the aches, I had the chills, I had the night sweats. That was fun. And I was just in no shape to do an interview. And I said, can we push this to Saturday? And he had no problem with it. Um, even though there was a threat of kids running around, hey, the that did not happen. And we got a lot of good stuff out of him. So thank you very much to Carl Alsner for coming on. I've said that many times because I am just really grateful and humble to have him on. So just some slight news from around the Bears this past week. One of the big news that dropped on Thursday afternoon, which was no real big surprise to anyone, the American Hockey League announced its postseason plans, or should I say, lack thereof. The North Division, which is what the Bears are in, shut up phone, the North Division, the Canadian Division, the Atlantic Division, and the Central Division will have no postseason hockey whatsoever. Whomever is leading the division at the end on May 16th, leading by percentage points, will be declared the winner this season and will be awarded said trophy. Now, I think the Bears are getting something like, I'm, I'm trying to find this on here, like the... the uh, Clyde Slyke trophy or something like that. Let me just pull up old Patrick Williams. He always knows what's going what's going on. And friend of the podcast as well. Alrighty, so um it show shows that all divisions will crown regular season champions based on point percentage. Only the Pacific Division will host a postseason. Um let's see here. Like see that no I, I thought he had the names of the trophies they don't um, I do know that the Canadian division is getting the Frank Mathers trophy and I'm like hey 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 the original bear Frank Mathers one of the original Hershey Bears that trophy should be here with us that's what should go to the north you know here's like the he thinks like the Colby Psych trophy take that up to the Great White North take off eh as as a, a television show once set up there. So there will be no postseason for the Bears. May 16th is it. Finito, the season finale. That's it, barring any rescheduling with the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. And at this point, I'm not really sure if that's going to happen because as much as I hate to say it, you know, what's the point? I mean, as of right now, teams just want to get through the season. They've got... Two weeks left right now, um, probably a handful of games left, and we're pulling into the train station, so why delay it? Let's just just get through this, which was the entire goal of this entire season that I said back in February, and Patrick Williams ec echoed this as well. The entire point and focus of the American Hockey League was get through this season and then focus on October. Or, as I've heard Steve Zabin say, the 310 is getting to Yuma. And that's what we need to focus on. The train's pulling into the station, and we're going to Yuma. And I'm getting on board. And I'm telling everyone here, I'm asking you to get on board with me. Because we're getting to Yuma. As the American Hockey League announced also this past weekend, that the start of their next season will be... Friday, October 15th. No word on schedules or who's going to be on opening night, but 
there's there's the destination. And you already have several teams across the league. Syracuse, I'm hearing rumblings out of Wilkes-Barre. And Zach said on this past Sunday's broadcast that Hershey anticipates having 100% no capacity restrictions by October. Now, (laughs) whether that's going to happen, that remains to be seen. But to everyone, that's just what we got to focus on. Focus on October, and let's just finish out this season strong. And who knows, maybe celebrate a division championship. It ain't a quarter cup, but it's something, something small. And let's focus on re-signing as much of this core back. Get Matt Molson back. Secure Connor McMichael for a full season of development down here in, in Hershey. If we got to share him with DC, so be it. So be it. See if Muggle will come back. And we will see what happens with the goaltending situation. Will Copley come back? Is Hunter Shepard the next in line to be the next Bears goaltender? And on defense, Reese Wilcox, Rob O'Gara, do they come back? Does O'Gara stay around? Or do we try to bring in more former Providence Bruins? And Pinho, Pilon, AJ, those young guns coming back, and Riot and Protas finally getting a full season underneath their belts, and Riley Sutter developing, and Brett Leeson. Mm, oh, baby. This team, <laughs> this stupid virus has robbed us of two leg- legitimate chances at a Calder Cup. And now I feel like we could do that. But I'm rambling. I'm just telling everyone, let's just get through this and then focus on October. So that'll do it for the Grit and Barrett podcast for this week. Thank you to Carl Alsner for coming on. Thank you to you for your times, listens, and downloads. And just keep it going, everyone. We had a lot of downloads last week because we got the feed fixed on wherever you get your podcasts. So we're going to have a lot of good stuff moving forward. And once the bear season ends, the fun doesn't end here because once the bear season starts winding down more, We're going to jump into game over. I want to try and get some of those out within the next couple weeks. We're going to talk about Buffalo, New Jersey, Ottawa, Philadelphia, probably the New York Rangers soon, about all these teams and how it all went so, so wrong. Or for some teams, where did they go right? So as Red Green once said, keep your stick on the ice, and we'll see you next time. That's the end of the game. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.